This is an ABC podcast. Women's International Cricket. Australia versus India. Hits it high, back up into the air. Chance for a catch at mid-off. It's completed. Coming down the track straight over the bowler's head. Struck on the pad out, LBW. Bowls the next delivery. Stops. On ABC Radio, ABC Sport Digital and the ABC Listen app. Stumps after the conclusion of the four-day pink ball test at Carrara. It is ended in a draw, which was the favoured way at the start of day four. With 98 overs lost through the first two days, it was always going to be difficult to see either of the two teams winning outright. And that's exactly the way that it played out. A couple of interesting declarations on the final day. A bit to pull apart. Corbin Middlemass alongside former Australian batter Sarah Elliott. Hello, Sarah. G'day, Corby. Yeah, fantastic to be here. Fantastic uh, to be reviewing the game. It really was a great game, even though we didn't get a result in the end. And former Australian fast bowler Dirk Nannis. Uh, Dirk, a draw after all of that. Two points each in the multi-format series. Well, what we thought on the final day was just going to be a damn squib of an affair. It ended up actually being quite compelling. A couple of declarations that just came out of the blue and, and kept us really interested. And you know, Credit to India for declaring and having a crack towards the end. You know, it was always going to be unlikely to roll Australia inside 40 overs, but you know, they, they had a go. Um, and in the end, nothing sort of came of it. it. It's just good to see two teams with so much time lost out of the game still trying to have a go at winning. There's a lot to uh, be positive about in Indian cricket, and Sneha Pradhan's going to join us momentarily. We'll focus on some of that, really. They've, uh, they led the Test match throughout, didn't they? They lost the toss proved to be a good toss to lose. Uh, they got the better of the batting conditions on, on days one and two, but um, they won just about every session throughout, Sarah. It felt like that um, even though time was lost in the end and it finished in a draw, but they were the team driving the game forward. They absolutely had the control in their favour for most of the game. Um, played with a set up by more the way freedom. Everything that, um, happens a little bit more quickly. Largely set up by the way that they batted in that first in that first day. So Smriti Mandanat, to her credit, really took the game on and, and set up. And I think that is probably what they can feel quite total, confident about. Uh, which we was know terrific. that this team like to play an aggressive brand of cricket. Uh, yeah, and we so that big that the total, I think, game made, really made the game could be played so on their terms for the rest of the game. Looking forward to maybe where they missed some opportunities, um, whether it was execution. They certainly gave themselves a chance with the ball, uh, but Australia were, were good in that department. Yeah, I thought that India had so many positives out of this game. And... You know, I think the real difference was the, the way India settled into the game. They got off to a fantastic start. And Australia, as we've seen across the series, they've got problems with their, their bowling in terms of their accuracy and their, their persistence. I think that you know, moving forward into the T20s, T20 is all about execution. If they're going to try and win this series, they've got to execute. And I think they've failed to do it. Sneha Pradhan joins us. Uh, from India, she's been with us throughout the test match and we've loved her insights. Uh, Sneha, what have we learnt over the four days if you're looking to, to draw something from this uh, four-day, day-night test? What, what's your biggest takeaway? Um, I think, uh, Corbin, the biggest takeaway for me is that if we really want to talk about results in women's tests and we want to kind of reset expectations, we do need to address the pitches and we do need to understand that pitches need to be livelier and probably offer a little more chances to the bowlers to take those 20 wickets. Uh, I'm, I'm talking once again about that wonderful pitch we saw at the WACA in 2013. This test match was originally probably scheduled to play there with the same kind of thinking that the WACA has the 
pitch which offers the best chance of a result oriented test match and i know that the ground staff here at metricon got i think 3 weeks less than they would normally have to prepare this pitch so we have to take these considerations into account but from the indian perspective if you look at the last four test matches albeit over 7 years beat england in england beat south africa in india drew england in england after looking like they were going to lose and have dominated australia in a drawn test match in australia it tells us that we need to see this indian side and more teams around the world play more test cricket what does the horizon look like for india so we've got 3t20s obviously to come but is there more international cricket short term on uh, the schedule for india not nothing immediately the domestic season has just started the under 19 season is currently going on by the time some of these players come back from this australia tour the 50 over senior cricket season will start that season will really form the bedrock of their preparation for that world cup in 2022 in new zealand there are probably going to be a couple of international tours scheduled between the period from say november december to january february leading into that world cup there's nothing on the calendar yet so the wbbl is really the biggest high profile cricket for uh, most of these indian players seven indian players who are going in uh, towards this world cup and it's going to be vital preparation considering that i mean australia is the closest you get to new zealand Fingers crossed we get a Australia India test in India at some stage as well as a as a return bout. We I haven't seen it in my lifetime. 1984 was the last time Australia and India played a women's test in the subcontinent. Uh, stick around, Snehal. We'll come back to you in just a moment. Quentin Hull and Kirsten Pike, boundary side at Karara, got a very special guest, the Australian captain with them. Yes, the skipper Meg Lanning has come over to join us to well, chat through a test match where ultimately. Mother Nature won, I think, Meg. But uh, your assessments after, well, four days at the cricket and pretty much three days of cricket. Yeah, I think I was pretty impressed with our efforts. I think by that first hour of, of day one, where we probably didn't get it quite right. Um, yeah, you know, I thought the efforts of, of our bowlers in particular was excellent. We um, we had obviously some chances throughout the test that we could have taken, which might have changed things a little bit. But overall, we, we fought really hard. We we dealt with what was in front of us. The the weather didn't help uh, in terms of getting a result, but to fight it out at the end there is is something that I'm proud of the group for. What did you learn about your own captaincy? Because you don't get the chance to practice this much, and also about some of your players in this extended format. Yeah, I think firstly with the the debutants especially, they they ran in hard. They gave all all they could and and that's all we can ask really. It's it's a format we don't play a lot of. There's so many unknowns. We we don't necessarily know how to react to different situations of the game because we haven't been there before. So, I think our application throughout the test match was excellent. We as I said, we just probably missed our moments and chances throughout um which which put us on the back foot of touch and um India was sort of in front of the game the whole way through. So, from my perspective in terms of captaincy, it's trying to sort of balance getting back into it but um yeah you know, not going too aggressive with it so just getting that balance right is something i found quite difficult to be honest and um you learn the more you play so um we've got another test match in january so hopefully it's better for that extraordinary isn't it to be so experienced as an international captain in big tournaments but you admit you know, you got to learn on the go because you don't get the chance to do it very often. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've learned so much throughout this test match and um yeah, that's exciting in a way because I think it develops you as a, as a captain and and a player. So, um yeah, hopefully there's some stuff out of this test match I can take away from a captaincy point of view that I can take into the next one. And looking at the Indian bowling attack, did they surprise you watching from up in in the cheap seats up there? They looked exceptional the way they were quite aggressive in their approach to it and and probably bowled different lines to the your team. 
Did that take you by surprise or is that something that you expected? Oh, we expected it. I think we saw some pretty good uh, pace bowling, especially in those ODIs up in Mackay. So we knew what we were in for. I think uh, especially early in the, like early in their, their bowling innings, they probably hit better lengths than us um, and they were sort of challenging the bat. It was sort of a wicket that you had to bring the batters forward on a lot and, and that's something that they did. I guess they had the benefit of, of seeing the first innings us bowling. But, yeah, they've got some exciting players, that's for sure, um, and certainly a good challenge out there batting against them. And looking forward to the T20, that same pitch, is that likely to be used for the games moving forward and do you expect it to change? Yeah, that's a good question. I think there's another pitch alongside it. I assume we might use that one uh, for some of the T20s. I'm not sure exactly on what the, the you know they're doing with the cycle of the pitches there, but it seemed to play pretty well. There was a bit in it for the bowlers, which I think is important as well, and um, there was some good carry at times. So um, I think it, you know, just as happened in this test match, we're going to have to adjust to the conditions pretty quick and adapt to, to what we've got um, because, yeah, I guess in this test match that was something we didn't quite do well enough early. Thanks for your time, Meg. On your way out uh, of the Test match and into T20, Mo, do you know if Taylor Valaming's going to be available for selection? Uh, she's looking good, yeah. She's been building up nicely. She's been terrorising some of our batters in the nets over the last few days, so she's working back to full fitness. So, um, yeah, she's pretty excited. So hopefully we can see her in some of the T20s. Thanks for your time, Meg. Uh, and uh, I don't know whether to congratulate, to commiserate, to celebrate <laughs> the fact that we've had an historic test here, which unfortunately the rain got in the way of, and uh, it's six points to four going to the, the three white ball games. Yeah, cool. Absolutely. Looking forward to the T20s. Thanks, guys. Good on you, Meg. Uh, Kirsten, a couple of quick thoughts before we wrap it up here from ground level. Uh, by the way, as expected, Smriti Mandana has been named player of the match. Uh, India seemed to be getting closer to Australia as this series progresses. Boy, we're set up for some terrific 20-over cricket next weekend. Yes, yeah, certainly. I think um, India were really impressive. I, they took me by surprise that they came out well in the one days, but even that, that performance out there, they were aggressive. They played attacking cricket for part of the game when they needed to, and I just think it's, it's made for a really, really good and what's going to be an interesting T20 competition. And just the, the way that um, the Australians consume this how can they sort of think okay well yep we've probably made a few blues didn't take our catches it's a format that we're not used to but we're going back to familiar territory so the the, the mental battle of of sort of learning yet putting it behind them and then trying to remember the confidence of yeah we're t20 world champions albeit we're playing the team that we played in the final yeah, look, I think that this Australian unit, they're extremely professional and they'll be able to move on pretty quickly. I don't think they'll um, they'll think too much about this game. They certainly will reflect on it when they go into the sheds this evening. But come tomorrow, I'm sure they'll just be looking forward to the next games moving forward. And we've seen that they've put on such good performance, performances historically that they'll just bounce back and, and I'm sure it's going to be a great performance. Can't wait. Catch you Thursday. Thanks, Corby. Thanks to Quentin Hull and Kirsten Pike for their work throughout. And as Q mentioned, you'll hear them on Thursday calling the first of the three T20s to complete the series. Snehal Pradhan still with us uh, over in India. Uh, Snehal, just as we let you go, Smithy Mandana, player of the match, obviously with her uh, maiden test 100 in the first innings of the game, 127. Um, if you can just give us your, your best 30 seconds or so as to um, what makes her great and what we've seen from her in this test. 
Well, I actually asked her that, you know, sometimes players have particular childhood circumstances which make them particular players. For example, you don't have space on the leg side. That's why you become a good offside player. Smriti Mandana grew up a lot, playing a lot of cricket on matting wickets. And these are basically coir mats which are put on top of grounds which don't have good enough turf, turf pitches. And they bounce. They bounce like tennis ball cricket. So she's had a... Te- uh, a leather ball coming at her, short of length, bouncing high, and that's really prepared her back foot game and made her the player she is. That's why she's so successful in Australia, loves batting here. I think, you know, if she had a choice, she would probably move here after India. Uh, I really appreciate your contributions, uh, not just now, but throughout the test match. Um, hopefully you stay close and we'll hear you soon on ABC Sport. Um, Snehal Pradhan with us. Uh, from over in India, uh, a superb test by the tourists who have uh, controlled the game throughout. Grandstand at Stumps, at Stumps Corbin, Middlemass, Sarah Elliott and Dirk Nannis. Uh, Dirk, just before we go, give me your, your key observation of um, the four days. What's something that stood out to you? Well, for me, it was the, the, the golfing class, or in performance rather, in this test match of the Quicks. I thought India dominated the test match because A, Australia's bowlers didn't have line and length and weren't patient enough. Yes, we heard Meg Lanning say length, but also line and patience, the ability to just continuously deliver the same thing time and time again. Uh, I I disagree with uh, Sneha a little in that she was saying you need better pitches. I thought this pitch was excellent. I thought this was a result pitch. There was something in it for the quicks every single day. Uh, The spinners were hard to get away. I thought it was that if the Australians bowled, uh, half as good as India, we would have had a, a wonderful test match that was probably a bit closer than what we saw. So the match ends in a draw. Have you got an observation for us, Sarah? Yeah, I, I'm really excited. I think mainly looking forward to that T20 series. Uh, you know, I think momentum in lots of ways is with India uh, after this test match, even though the points table suggests that, that Australia's ahead. Um, and I think India really exposed a few cracks in the Australian lineup. Dirk touched on that, that pace bowling um, that said, I'm keen to see if Blumenic gets up for the, the T20s. We know how damaging she can be. Also, maybe India exposing some cracks in our fielding. Hasn't been quite what we would have liked it to be. And the top order probably haven't been as successful as they would have liked mm. as, a, as a unit in the one days. And then again in the test match, we're used to them being world class. Um, but they haven't quite been um, yet together as a unit. So I think a few cracks there and, you know, a terrific opportunity. T20s, we know that anything can happen. So excited to see uh, India hopefully perform well and, and take it down to the last game. I'd be fascinated to hear the reflections in a day or two once they get the chance to pull apart the test match as well. We questioned some of the tactics at times or at least sort of scratched our heads as to a few of the moves. Obviously, the, the players don't get the chance to play this format too often. And Sarah touched on just with the lineups. It it felt like India had five bowlers that they relied on, particularly their frontline three. They had uh, Guy Quad as their spinner, Depti Sharma who could pinch hit, and that was who they trusted with the ball, whereas the Australians, it's almost they had too many options at times to have eight different bowlers. And I'm not 100% sure Meg always was confident as to who to go to when. Yeah, you're right. That, they always had a reason to take someone off quickly because she's not bowling well. Quick, get her off. She bowls bad over because we've got plenty of other people to go with. So, case in point was uh, Annabelle Sutherland getting taken out of the attack, one over into the uh, second new ball. Um, and she was the best the day before, the best, most aggressive bowler the day before that was the most likely to take a wicket. And that's something that in India's attack wouldn't have happened because you've got to persist and let someone find their rhythm. Australia didn't let their bowlers do that.
We've seen some good cricket throughout. Unfortunately, it's it's going to be remembered, Sarah, as a what might have been test match had we not lost uh, really a day's worth of cricket with 98 overs lost over the, the first two days. Appreciate your company um, throughout and look forward to the remainder of the series. Absolutely. Thanks, Corbin. Thanks to Dirk Nannis as well. Do you enjoy that, Dirk? Thanks, Corbin. It's been excellent. Great four days. Another test match still to come for the Aussies in the summer as well, of course, with the women's ashes against England. That's off in the distance, though. A little closer as the three T20s to complete this multi-format series. Australia lead by two points. Each of the limited overs matches worth two for the winner. It starts on Thursday night back at Carrara. Continues Saturday and Sunday. Thanks to our entire crew throughout the test match. Uh, in particular to Al Nicholson, to Kirsten Pike, Quentin Hull, to Clinchy, to Rick Sneehal, uh, to all our techs and studio operators across the country who have been able to piece it together. The match ends in a draw. The series still alive as we head towards the shortest version of the game. The first of three T20s Thursday night on the Gold Coast. This is an ABC podcast.